0: All right, come on, 10 o'clock. You excited to be in church today? Everybody doing good? i right, I'm gonna ask you to get loud one more time. I wanna say hello to anyone who's a first-time guest hanging out with us live in person this morning, and also wanna give a shout-out to those of you who are watching online on the other side of the camera this morning. Come on, would you help me welcome guests and live stream this morning? We're so glad that you're here. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Man, I'm so excited to dive into the teaching with you this morning. I wanna um, first, though, give, just give a little disclaimer. I have... Our church is 10 years old. I've not yet had God give me like a specific word for Mother's Day or Father's Day. Uh, so we're gonna keep right on moving, keep moving right on through the series that we're in. What now? I, I know that's a word for all of you, but I will say this. The Bible is very clear for, that we should honor our mothers and our fathers, honor them. That doesn't mean do everything that they want all the time, but, but, but show some love and appreciation because you're alive. Come on, can I hear an amen, somebody? All right, so just showing some 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 honor and some love. And I want to do that this morning. I know my my wife and I, we both come from blended families. So there's uh, four different people for me to give shout outs to. And our our first service, my uh, Kathy always watches from Warrensburg, Missouri. So I already gave her some love. But my mom, if she's watching today, she might be babysitting grandkids. But if she's watching, she's probably watching this service. So love you, mama. And um, it has been said that I could have been a a mama's boy. I will neither confirm nor deny. Uh, And then um, down in Florida, my in-laws, I don't know if Joy will be watching today, but I'm very certain that my um, uh, mother-in-law, Sandy, is probably watching today. And you know you are one of my favorite human beings on the face of the planet. So uh, Amanda and I love all of you and uh, just show some, wanna show some love to all, y'all wanna say, help me just say hello, say hi, we love you. Just a little, yeah, so thanks. And I would clap for your mama if you were on the stage, but. But you're not. All right, so um, so, so excited to, to get into our teaching today. I do want to remind you that next weekend is water baptism in both services. You can register ahead of, line, ahead of, ahead of time at truelife.church forward slash baptism. Now, if you're like contemplating like, I don't know, I don't know if I want to do that, I don't know if I'm ready, I just want to say it's so important that you take this step and go public with your faith in Jesus. Let the whole world know that you belong to Jesus and you don't care who knows, this is a huge step in your discipleship journey, your faith journey, uh, but I realize some of you won't be ready to make that decision until next weekend. And so I just want you to know, it helps us if you sign up ahead of time, but if you don't make the decision until next Sunday, we'll still be ready for you, all right? So we'll have T-shirts, shorts, towels, blow dryers in the ladies room, come on, and um, to, to get your hair straightened back out and all that, all that good stuff. So, uh, I mean, they, they ain't the best blow dryers, but, They blow some hot air. All right, so, um, which could be said of me. So, uh, (laughs) let me me share some scripture with you this morning to get us started. I shared this with you last week. Jesus says, are you tired? Anybody ever been tired? Yeah, so still a bunch of liars. That's two weeks in a row. All right. Uh, Everybody ever felt worn out, burned out on religion? He says, come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you. How to take a real rest. Walk with me, Jesus says. And work with me, which this is like two of the components of what we do as a church. To learn how to walk with Jesus, you need to be in some relationships with other people who've learned to walk with Jesus. That's why we do groups. And um, soon our summer semester of groups will will be cranking up. It's a great opportunity for you just to... Find some friends and find some people who are walking with Jesus so you can learn from each other. Iron sharpens iron, the Bible says. And he says, work with me. That's what what Life Track is about. Step two tonight, helping you figure out what what should I be doing uh, with this life that God has given me. He says, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live what? Freely and lightly. Wouldn't you like to have that? That's, how, that's the life that Jesus wants for you, to live freely and lightly. So we want to learn how to walk with and work with Jesus. It really sounds nice. It sounds wonderful. Here's the deal. It won't happen for you without some intentionality. Like, you, like you're going to have to execute a little bit of a plan to be able to experience this life that Jesus has for you. And you won't really be able to execute the plan until you understand how you're made and how you work. And that's why we looked at this passage last week, 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. Paul says, may God himself, the God of what? He's so very similar. Jesus says, I want you to live free and light. Paul says, he's a God of peace. May the God of peace. says, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you, everybody say sanctify. On, don't you feel more spiritual after saying that word? It's just a super churchy spiritual word, right? Like, you, could, you want to say it like preacher style, you'd be like, sanctify. You know, you could, you could do that if you want, you know? You know? Tell your friends, you're at work, and they're like, so what? where do you go to church? I go to, I go to True Life Church. We are sanctified and holy. And Then they won't talk to you again. So, like, that's a great way if you're trying to, if you're an introvert, just, that'll scare them off. The God of peace will sanctify you through and through. Watch this. May your whole spirit, everybody say spirit, Spirit. soul, everybody say soul, Soul. and body, everybody say body, Body. be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. So I kind of introduced this concept to you last week and I'm going to spend all all of our time together on it this week. I want you to know I've, I've really struggled with this message. I didn't finish it till yesterday. That never, I usually finish my message on Tuesday, Wednesday at the latest, because I want our technical team to have it, and I want them to be able to build the slides for the screen and get the app ready for your notes and all. Of it. I, just, I just could not get it all crammed. I, I, I came to the conclusion, really, and we may do this later, later on next year, I could spend nine weeks on this, on just the stuff that I'm gonna try to get through with you today. So we're gonna do a little doctrine, a little theology, little understanding of how you are constructed. You were created in the image of, does anybody know? God. You were created in the image of God, who is three distinct persons in one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, right? So three in one. So if you're created in the image of God, then you are also three in one. And the Apostle Paul points it out right here in the scripture. He says, may your whole spirit, soul, and body. So you, there are three parts of you. You're one person in three distinct parts, spirit, soul, and body. And the apostle Paul says, hey, I'm praying that the whole you, through and through, would be sanctified. What is that? It means to be purified, consecrated, made holy for God's use. How many know, uh, I don't know about y'all, but like some of the life I've lived, some of the choices I've made, it's going to, it's going to take a while to get this sanctified. Anybody else? Like I'm, it's going to take, it's going, I'm going to need to live a while to get that all straightened out. Aren't you thankful that God is not expecting perfect, purified, and holy from you overnight? He sees it in you overnight because all he sees is the blood of his son that's washed you clean. But how many know, even though I've been washed, I don't always live like I've been washed. And so he says, Paul says there's a process of sanctification now, of learning how to make better choices and get all of you, the whole you, spirit, soul, and body, in alignment with the life that God has for you. And so what we're going to do is we're going to spend all of our time today talking about these three parts of you. This is how you're constructed, spirit, soul, and body, and how they kind of interact with each other, and how really if you want to live that free and light life, you want to experience what the God of peace has for you, then you've got to figure out how to get all three pieces kind of working in concert, and all of them kind of, has, kind of have a unique need, a, a, a unique craving, if you will. So here's my plan for today. I'm going to explain to you what each part of you needs, what it's craving, And then I'm gonna give you some scripture to try to support that. And then I hope you'll participate in this. We're gonna all verbally make a declaration over each of these three areas of our being uh, about our life moving forward. And so that's our plan. We're gonna a little understanding, scripture to support it, and then a declaration to move forward on. Does that sound good? All right, so, yep, Whitney again. All right, so I'm just gonna. First service, it was all Whitney, so I'll just preach over here. Thank you, thank you, Whitney, love you. All right, so spirit, soul, and body—you you get a raise. All right, N- not really. <laughs> so I had this little. Eventually, eventually, we just got one. All right, um, got this got this little diagram that I asked our our uh, tech team to put together for us, just to kind of help us understand what's going on at these three layers of me, these three layers of you. So at the at the core of you, the center of you is the is the spirit, and the spirit part of you, kind of, it's kinda of quiet, it's kinda of dormant. Like it's, it's there, but it's not, really, it's not really there until you come into relationship with Jesus Christ. That's why we call the act of salvation being born again. Anybody know, said born again. So it's called being a born again believer, why? Because there's a, there's a part of you that wakes up and becomes new when you come into relationship with Jesus. That's your spirit, and it's at the spirit level and you, you are spirit. At the spirit level is where we find meaning, purpose, and love. How many think that life's going to go better if we start with a spirit that's awake and connected to Jesus, and that's the place we go for meaning and purpose? Can I hear an amen, everybody? And then let me say this to you. You may think you know how to love, but you don't know how to love until you've experienced God's love. I've been, I've been married a long time. And my wife is fantastic, but it's impossible for me to love her with the kind of love she needs without the love of God flowing through me at the spirit level. Does that make sense? Like he, he's, he's the one that helps us gain a deeper understanding of what love is. A lot, of us, a lot of us don't know how to love. In fact, a lot of us have a love block. I did most of my life, I'm 42 years old, and I'm just now figuring this out. Jesus says, love your neighbor as you love, what? Yourself. I, 42 years old. Pretty much that whole time, I've looked in the mirror and thought, you're pretty disgusting. Like, I, I can put it on. I can, I can put on this, this kind of deal on this platform, because this is the gift that God has given me, but there have been many moments in private and quiet where I've thought, I really don't like you. Why? Because my my spirit in this area hadn't fully understood how much God loves me and what a free gift it is, and that He actually gives me permission to be okay with myself. Do y'all know that? You, you are allowed to like, I, I told this to one of our staff members this last week where we were, we were sitting talking about some of this kind of stuff and, and um, just one of them who's hard on, any of y'all hard on yourself ever? Anybody else hard on yourself? Okay, so um, pre, it can be pretty hard on myself and, and I said, um, and, and uh, Nancy's been super helpful for me figuring this out, but um, I said, listen, man, like there are gifts packaged inside of you. There are gifts packaged inside of me. Uh, you guys who are parents, if you give your kids gifts, how would you feel if they were just like, meh? Like, that never feels good, does it? But then God like, says you were fearfully and wonderfully made, that he knit you together in your mother's womb. Which by the way, in light of current controversy, let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. You matter in your mother's womb. Can we, just, can, we just, can we just be clear on that? Um, what was I talking about? (laughs) Fearfully and wonderfully made. And so I said, I've got gifts inside of me. For instance, what I'm doing right now, like I can do this. I can stand on this platform and for some reason God has given me this unique ability to craft words and to communicate words in a way that connect with people's hearts, that makes scripture make sense and move people toward Jesus. I don't know why he chose me, but I'm glad he chose me. And what most of us do is we look at the gifts in our lives and we're so bad at loving ourselves, we go, yeah, but I don't really deserve that, I'm just kind of a mess. No, 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 no. God gave me this and I like it. Y'all hear me this morning? Not arrogance, not pride, but the recognition, man, God, you made me a certain way and it's okay for me to like what you did. Because the word says you are God's masterpiece. His workmanship. And so I wanna just give you permission today to receive the love of God at your spirit level. Let him fully love you so that you can get okay with being okay with yourself. Because if you're not okay with yourself, you're never gonna be able to love the people in your life the way they need to be loved by you. Come on somebody, that's good. So that happens at the spirit level, all right? That's the innermost part of me. Then there's the soul. The soul is my personality. It's my conscious mind, my thinking, my reasoning. It's my will, my choices. It's my subconscious mind, my beliefs, my attitude, my feelings, my emotions, and my memories. And so where we kind of get in trouble, and I think in society right now, is we kind of live in a society that ignores the spirit and we let the soul and the body run the show. How many know that's a recipe for disaster? Because sometimes the soul and the body don't even agree with each other. Sometimes the soul feels like one thing and the body feels like another. By the way, meaning, purpose, and love is where you get identity. If you take spirit out of the equation and try to create your identity, you're in trouble. You don't know who you are or what you are, or what you're supposed to do with your life. Are we tracking this morning? Is this making sense? So it's, I gotta, get, I gotta get the spirit of God in control of my life, because that's gonna impact my personality, and my reasoning, and my beliefs, and my choices. And that even connects to the body, which is my brain, my five senses, my nervous system, my organs, my cells, my proteins. By the way, you're, it's very clear now, even scientific research shows there's a, there's a connection between soul and body. It's your nervous system, your endocrine, and your immune systems. For instance, if you live your life stressed out, your cortisol levels are gonna go up, it's gonna be hard for you to lose weight, and you're gonna die too young. I'm your pastor and I'm here to bring you good news. Why? Because there's a connection between all three. And so I really need the spirit operating in a healthy way because then the spirit can drive the soul and the soul can drive the body. Does that make sense this morning? So let's talk about these three. Let's talk about the need that exists on all three levels of you. And this is, we're going to get into some of it today. I'm telling you, I really could probably spend 10 weeks on this. So If there's a piece of it that doesn't get answered for you today, take a note, schedule a meeting, talk to your small group leader. We'll probably come back to this in the next 12 months because I think it's important. All right, here's the first thing. Let's talk about the spirit first. My spirit needs connection. And here's what I mean. My spirit needs to be connected to the presence of God. My spirit craves connection with my creator. I need it. I need to spend time with him. Because in the presence of God, I can develop my meaning and my purpose. And I can have an ever-growing awareness of his love. And he teaches me how to love. My spirit craves connection. We, I need, I, like I need God's presence. I have to talk with him. I have to spend time with him. And that, what's hard for a lot of us is we go, well, yeah, but I can't. I mean, I can't connect with God. I'm, 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 I make too many mistakes. I'm not worthy. I'm ashamed. I'm guilty. We we come up with all these reasons why I can't. I just can't do that. I can't. I just. I can't connect with God. I read the Bible. It doesn't make sense to me. That's okay. I keep trying. People ask me which version of the Bible should I read, and I always say the one you'll read. Find the one you'll read. Make sure it's the Bible, not something else. But but the one you'll, you'll read. We've recently got my son, uh, it's called the Action Bible, and it's written like a comic book with illustrations and stuff. My wife was reading the reviews on it, and she found a bunch of adults who were saying like, I love comic books, so this finally helped me connect to the Bible. This is the first time I've ever been able to read the whole Bible, and I thought, man, praise God. That's awesome, wonder, so whichever one you'll read. But my spirit needs connection, and, Isaiah, chapter one, verse 18, God says, come now, let's settle this. I hope some of you can settle this today, says the Lord. Though your sins, and we all have some. Can I get an amen this morning? Some of you are like, I don't wanna. (laughs) But you have them, (laughs) like we all do. Go ahead, some of you have been waiting your whole life to do this, look at the person next to you, just tell them, you're so jacked up. (laughs) You're a sinner, you're just such a sinner. Come and didn't that, some of you are like, yes, finally, I, was, I had a chance to be honest, all right, <laughs> though your sins are like scarlet, what's God say, he says, I'm a, I'll make them white as snow, what is God doing here, he said, let's, let's settle this shame issue and this guilt issue, I need you to stop worrying about it, I'm going to cleanse you, though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool, don't you love that? Like this, so just like just settle it. You are allowed to commune with your creator today. He settled it, Jesus handled it for you on the cross. I love this one, James chapter four. Come close to God and God will come close to who? You. Wash your hands you sinners, purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Why? Because if I'm not communing with the presence of God, then all I'm left with is the stuff my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions can come up with. And I'm gonna be tugged back and forth. Oh, uh, I went to church and I, man, I really do need to get right and I need to walk with Jesus. And then Monday rolls around and I, I don't have any spiritual habits at all. And so the, now I'm just a slave to my emotions. But then Sunday comes around again and I feel convicted I'm like, oh man, I really shouldn't have done that. But then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday come around. And so we just swing back and forth, back and forth. Why? Because we don't develop habits of being in God's presence. This is where He wants us. And I'm not saying that you'll never swing even when you're in God's presence but it won't be as extreme. And eventually you'll settle in and you'll kind of find the sweet spot of walking with Jesus. And I I came across this passage this week and I I have deep concern for us, true life. Like I, I kind of see us in this Revelation chapter two. This is John's vision, his revelation. And as as one of the little sections in his revelation, he has this vision of these letters being written, these words being delivered to the seven churches, seven lampstands, and and Jesus, in every case, he, he gives them some things he's proud of and he's thankful for, but he also gives them some correction, and so he says, I know all the things you do, so no secrets with Jesus. I've seen your hard work. That's you, true life, you're hard workers. Like we just pulled off the egg hunt, that specialties egg hunt, just hard work. I'm always proud of the grit of our church. It's like, we're, a gritty, we're a gritty church, amen? I'm always, always proud of that, yeah. Hard, hard work and your patient endurance. Come on, we've had to be patient. How, how, many, how many had to have some patience just to get through COVID? It's Mother's Day. How many moms have had to have some patience? They're alive, and that's a product of your patience. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't clean that room, I'm, you know what I'm I know you don't tolerate evil. We don't. We have a security team. So we just have a saying around here. We're going to introduce, introduce you to Jesus one way or the other, all right? So, easy way or the hard way, all right? I'm kidding. Maybe. Don't start none, won't be none. All right, have. <laughs> you examine the claims of those who say they're apostles, but are not. You've discovered their lives. You have patiently suffered. Some of us have had to live through some suffering. And you didn't quit. Ten years in, true life, thank you. You didn't quit. <laughs> but, come on, I mean, I like, I read that and I'm like, did you have to, Jesus? Did you have to? But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me like you used to. And you don't love each other like you. In fact, if you're not careful, you'll fall in love with the hard work. And the grit. And the stick-to-itiveness And all the knowledge that you've gained. Look how far you've fallen, he says, turn back to me. Same Greek word for the word repent. So it's just turn, just turn. And do the works you did at first. And so I thought about this 10 years now as a church. And um, it's really easy to give God credit for everything when everything feels like a major miracle. Which for us it always did. Every time we paid a bill, every time we bought equipment every time we had church on a Sunday without our trailer having a flat tire or a truck breaking down or those of you don't know this church started portable in a movie theater and we didn't grow for like the first four years then we moved here and God has blessed us in ways I can't imagine but here's my concern when when you're living in the miracles so much that they start to feel normal, how do you make sure that you stop and express love and gratitude to Jesus for what he's doing? Because y'all need to know this is not normal. This is not normal, especially post COVID. This is not normal. I-, I went to some leadership events, pastors' conferences, and Almost like I almost didn't want to say it because other leaders would be like, "Hey, as your, how bad is it at your church?" And I would say, "Well, we're actually growing," and I, that's not because of me. Like for whatever reason, God just decided in this time, in this season, right now, He just went. Whew. So we gotta. I'm just saying, like, let's not get used to the miracle. Like, here's a little evaluation for you this morning. You, you had th- three songs that we spent time th- together this morning where you could praise and worship and glorify and get into the presence of God. So I just, I'm just asking, no guilt, no shame, I'm just asking, did you maximize that opportunity? And, and if not, what? Let's, let's make sure, like, next week, let's go after it, amen? Let's, let's love Jesus Passionately, my spirit needs connection you don 't need to come to a church and see a good show and great production. You need the presence of God amen I mean we 're going to do all that stuff because we like it, but you really need the presence of God in your life and so here 's the declaration let's I hope that you 'd be willing to say this with me today all right i 'll read it once so that you know what you 're saying it 's like Read a contract before you sign it. All right, I'll read it once. Then if you're with me, you say it with me. All right, so here's our declaration. I will commune with God daily because my spirit needs connection through worship, scripture, and prayer. All right, if you're in, say it with me. I will commune with God daily through worship, scripture, and prayer. Come on, say it again. I will commune with God daily through worship, scripture, and prayer. One more time. I will commune with God daily through worship, scripture, and prayer. All right, here's the part I had the most trouble with because we're gonna talk about the soul. And let's be honest. The soul is my mind, will, and emotions. How many know that part of you can be a mess? Mine can. So, I could, out of that nine weeks, I could probably spend five on the soul. So, I'm gonna to try to give you the compact version this morning. I might go a tad bit over. I went a tad bit over in the first service, but I've been super short the last three weeks, so y'all owe me bonus time. All right. <laughs> my soul needs care. Soul care. I got to lead a small group this, this semester, it's probably one of my favorite small groups of all time. There's a list of men that God put in my heart to invite to this. So don't be offended if you weren't there. If, you, if, you're, if you're mad, talk to Jesus. What an my idea. There's <laughs> a specific group of men that I felt like I was supposed to spend time with weekly, and it was just soul care. We just went around the table, and we'd say, how's your soul? What's going on? I thought it would take weeks for anybody to open up. We were all crying in week one. I mean, it was like... <laughs> And for a lot of the guys in the room, they'd never done this, and that's why. It all came pouring out. Like, I need this. I need it. My soul needs care. Solomon, he's a pretty smart guy. He says, keep your, everybody say the next word. Okay, the word heart there is not spirit. In the original Hebrew, it's the word lab. L-E-B, but it's pronounced lab. It literally translates to mind, will, disposition, inclination. It's your soul. Mind, will, and emotions. Solomon says, keep your soul with all diligence. Like you're gonna have to tend to this. For out of it spring the issues of life. Solomon says you're gonna have to you're gonna have to care. For this part of you, you have to care for this part of you. Paul says this: He says, Don't, everybody say don't. Don't. Y'all know what that means in the Greek? Yeah, it means don't. All right. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. Ooh, I like that. How do I get new? By changing the way you do what? It's your, it's your soul. Like your, So your spirit needs to commune with God. Because from, from your time with God in God's presence and in the scripture and in the word, he, he needs to kind of rewire some of our thinking. Can I hear an Amen? He needs to help us see things more clearly. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I think it's interesting that God compels us to use intellect to ask ourselves this question, am I thinking like God would want me to think? I think that's really interesting. I I, I was fascinated by um, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. This is a passage that we've often used like as a scripture for ourselves, take captive every thought that sets itself up against the knowledge of Christ. That's not actually what Paul was writing. Paul was writing to the church at Corinth and he was saying, y'all's thinking is jacked up and I, as your spiritual leader, am going to take your thinking captive and we're going to fix this. The subheading of 2 Corinthians chapter 10 is Paul makes the case for his spiritual authority. And it's in that context Paul says we're human but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down what? Forts, castles, armies, Mm-mm. The strongholds of human reasoning, uh-oh. In other words, if my spirit is not communing with God, and I'm not feeding myself his truth and his scripture, then all I'm left with is human reasoning. And human reasoning is not capable of getting me to the perfect will of God. It's a good place for an amen. Paul said, hey, your your thinking's not enough. And to destroy false arguments, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from what? knowing God, we capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And Paul actually says to the church at Corinth, he says, hey, I know you he says, I think y'all think I'm only direct and forceful with you in writing and that I'm timid and humble when I come in person. And he says, I'm asking you to get this straightened out because next time I come visit you, I won't be timid and humble. And so I I, I just, I kind of need to say this to you, church. Like, this is a life-giving church where we want you to get in the car after it's over with and be like, I felt good, I want to do it again. And we believe in grace and mercy, but it's also not a free-for-all. We believe the Bible cover to cover. And so when something is going on that does not line up with Scripture that's, that's why there is such a thing as spiritual authority. That's why somebody's going to come to you and go and say, mm, no, nope. Don't get to talk to your wife like that. <laughs> nope, that's not what you should be doing with your body right now. Mm, sounds confusing. Sounds like you got some confusion going on there. Let's go see what the word says nope you're not gonna walk around here and tell people that that's okay and it's not a sin come on y'all paul says i'm gonna i'm gonna get control of our rebellious thoughts and and, and teach them to obey christ and look at this and after you have become fully obedient we're gonna punish everyone who remains disobedient like that's paul to the church at corinth I think he's actually making the case for one of my dream ministries. I've always thought, like, it'd be great for a church to have a paintball ministry. Where you just line up people who are doing dumb things out behind the church and just paintball them in the face until they surrender. You know what I'm saying? Just like, okay, I'll be nice to my wife. It's probably not a scriptural, biblical method, but... (laughs) That's a joke. Some of you are really mad right now. You're like, he's advocating violence. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I can't imagine Paul showing up at the church of Corinth and saying, man, I'm so glad y'all got it together. But there's a couple of you who we're gonna have to hit pause on you being a part of this spiritual community. Cause you've, you've decided in your pride to just serve your own human reasoning. And we don't do that here. We serve Jesus. I'm not doing that to anybody today, by the way. <laughs> but I think it's important that all of us have spiritual authority in our life. I have spiritual authority in my life. People who, in fact, it happened just the week before last. I was on a Zoom call with my pastor and I said something and he was like, Michael, that, that's no. And I said, okay, fix it. Help me fix it. And we did. Paul's making the case for that. So if I'm going to care for my soul, that means I've got to get around some people who are ahead of me in the spiritual journey and submit and surrender. Well, that's hard to do, isn't it? Like, help me figure out what this looks like to walk with Jesus. My my thinking needs care. My soul needs care. My emotions need care. I I know this probably doesn't happen to any of you, but sometimes my emotions get out of control. Probably none of y'all. Just, just let me preach to me for a second. David figured, figured this out. He was having a bad day. He said, my heart is breaking. As I remember how it used to be, I walked among the crowds of worshipers leading a great procession to the house of God. Like this was me during COVID. Walking around in here going, God, I love you, but I am sick of empty chairs. I want people back. I just anybody else ever got caught up in the good old days? He's reminiscing about the good old days, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of a great celebration. Then watch, he says, what's wrong with me? Why am I so discouraged? This is great soul care. I want to help you with this. I want to give you permission. When, you're, when you find yourself in a dark place, when you find yourself overwhelmed by sadness or emotion, stop and say, what's going on with me what's happening right now why am i why am i discouraged what, uh, you, some of you know who nancy is because she spoke at our at our marriage conference this last year and she's she's been really helpful to me in this area by the way she has confirmed to come back for thrive 2023 y'all so uh gonna... um, sometimes she'll just say to me hey hey michael what do you need right now? Which is a really hard question for me to wrestle with because I'm usually focused on what the church needs or what my family needs. Or, so, and then I find myself emotionally depleted and discouraged. It's, uh, it's the dark side of my personality. I'm Enneagram 7. So we tend to just run hard for everybody else and then and we crash hard which is dangerous, because when pastors crash hard, they end up in the newspaper, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so David says, what's up with me? And I wanna, I wanna tell you today, you need to do this. You need to give yourself permission to investigate the condition of your soul. Why is my heart so sad? And then, he's, then, he's, then he starts going, you know what? I will put hope in God. This is, how you find, this is how you pull yourself up out of it. I will praise Him again, my Savior and My God. So much more I could say here, but we need soul care. You you might need to go see a counselor. You might need some help. You might even have something medical going on in your mind. I just wanna pull the stigma off of that. I hate how in the church we're like, you have a headache, take some Tylenol. You have mental health issues, pray harder. Well, that's not always the thing. Like if I, if I broke my arm and put a cast on, nobody would be like, you didn't have enough faith. But if I'm going through a mental health crisis, people would be like, well, you need more faith. No. I mean, maybe, but maybe not. Maybe something in there is not working correct. We're actually going to talk about that at the end of this month. We're going to spend two weeks on, on mental health, and I think it's going to help a lot of you. So ask yourself, what do I need? And then go get what you need. Talk to somebody. Get a counselor if you need to. Talk to a pastor if you need to. It's all healthy. It's all good. God knew you needed a counselor. That's why one of the names of the Holy Spirit is the counselor. And he accepts your insurance, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Pretty sure. Takes mine. Holy Spirit takes Blue Cross. All right, so... So let's make a soul declaration today, all right? It's probably not exhaustive, and it's, but, and it's long enough to be awkward while we're reading it, but I think it's important, all right? So I'll read it once. I will care for my soul by submitting my thoughts to God's word, by engaging my emotions carefully, by asking for help when I need it, and by choosing healthy spiritual community. I really feel like somebody needs this today. So let's, let's say it together if you're in. Come on, say it nice and loud. I will care for my soul by submitting my thoughts to God's word, by engaging my emotions carefully, by asking for help when I need it, and by choosing healthy spiritual community. One more time. I will care for my soul by submitting my thoughts to God's word, by engaging my emotions carefully, by asking for help when I need it, and by choosing healthy spiritual community. All right, last one, and Michaela, come on out. And I'm gonna spend the least amount of time on this one because I'm actually gonna take all of next Sunday and talk about the body. Because I, I think like we kind of live in a society where the cravings of the flesh are driving everything. So we're gonna take a whole Sunday to talk about the body, but here's... This may not be the best language, but I really wanted all of these to start with the letter C. (laughs) My spirit needs connection. My soul needs care. My body needs course correction. Because my body is really driven by the senses and and the cravings of my flesh. Now, your body might crave different things than mine. Some of us have higher sex drives than others. I'm sorry if that made you feel weird in church, but God made it. It's okay to talk about. He invented it. Can I get an amen? amen. So if you're not careful, that craving could lead you into an unhealthy place. You start chasing dopamine hits instead of intimate relationships. I'm preaching to somebody right now. My, my body has some cravings. Maybe you can relate to it. Like, my body craves beef. <laughs> and barbecue. And sugar. Come on, y'all. So this is, so, so this, like, this is, I just want to be clear. Like, this is not okay. Now, I'm not going to get beat up and wallow around in guilt and shame about it, but it's not God's best. It's not what God wants. Can I get an amen? Some of us, our bodies are going to crave alcohol or some other substance. And if you're not careful, you'll let your body decide where to go to deal with pain, to deal with joy. And, and we're not supposed to be a slave to our flesh. So I'll spend all of next week on this. Let me just give you a couple little thoughts as a teaser. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3.16, don't you know that you... Yourselves are God's what? Temple. And that God's Spirit dwells in your midst. If anyone destroys God's temple, then man, that's pretty harsh. It could end up meaning destruction for me. For God's temple is sacred. So like like some of you need to stop working all the time. You're a workaholic and you're killing the temple. You need to rest. You're gonna get a lot done and make a ton of money and you're gonna die at 60. It's not worth it. Paul talks about it. he's got, Paul had this struggle. He said, for in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in the members of my, it's the body, waging war against the law of my, that's the soul. So they're fighting each other. And making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members. And look, this is where it leaves Paul. He's like, I'm messed up, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? So I'll help you with the answer to that question next week, all right? So how are you gonna get rescued? You're gonna come to church next weekend. Okay, that's, all right. Let me just give you one little nugget. Remember the scripture we just talked about with the soul? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do you know what the verse right before it is? Right Right before Paul talks about the soul, the mind, he says, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your, what, bodies to God because of all he has done for you. So if you wanna handle the body right, you wanna walk in peace, you wanna live free and light, and there's gotta be a moment where you say, hey God, this isn't mine, it's yours. It's yours. Give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy, what? Sacrifice. What is a, sa- a sacrifice dies. That means to experience peace, I might have to say no to what my body is craving so that I can say yes to God. Are you feeling encouraged? (laughs) Some of you are like, man, I I was gonna eat pie today. (laughs) (laughs) Living in holy sacrifice, the kind he'll find acceptable, this is truly the way to worship him. Listen, I'm, don't, don't get caught up in condemnation or anything. of that. Like my, it's Mother's Day, my wife wants to go to Cracker Barrel, I'm having some biscuits, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, 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 I might have to. But it's being mindful, like, I belong to you, Jesus. So here's our final declaration for the day. I will offer myself to God daily as a living sacrifice. I will do all that I can to honor and glorify him with my life. If you're in agreement, read it with me. I will offer myself to God daily as a living sacrifice. I will do all that I can to honor and glorify Him with my life. One more time. I will offer myself to God daily as a living sacrifice. I'll do all that I can to honor and glorify Him with my life. Would you stand to your feet all across the room and close your eyes as we have a moment of prayer. God, our spirit needs connection with you. Our soul needs care. Our body needs to be reminded who we belong to and what we live for. So I pray for your people today, God, as we talk about what's next, where do I go from here? That we would take some steps as disciples to understand how we were made, fearfully and wonderfully made. This design, made in your image. And that, that God, we would make some conscious choices today in, in our soul, in our mind, to embrace these declarations, that it wouldn't just be a Sunday ritual or routine, but God, that we would go evaluate our rhythms and our calendars and our schedules that daily we would commune with you, that we'd we'd give our our spirit the connection that it craves. God, that our soul, we would take seriously the care that our soul needs and that that our bodies, God, would be offered to you. It's not mine, it's yours. And so however you wanna use it, whatever you wanna do with it, God, that's what I want to. Jesus name heads bowed eyes closed please don't look around if you're in the room today or you're watching online and say hey Michael I like I didn't even like I'm at step one the spirit needs to come to life inside of me I need a I need a relationship with Jesus I need to surrender to him listen everything I taught you today like it it really doesn't work without Jesus in the picture And if you'd say today, hey, I I need Jesus in my life. I need to make him my Lord and my Savior, and I've never done that. Nobody looking around, not going to do anything to embarrass you, not going to call you to the front. I just want to know if you're in the room. If you're watching online, there's a a link you'll be able to click there. If you're in the room, you say, Michael, I need Jesus today. Would you just, real quick, just just wave a hand at me? Just want to know that you're here. Just wave it at me real quick. I see it. Anybody else? just, Just real quick, up and right back down. Anybody? need to surrender my life to Jesus today. I see it. Anybody else? Awesome. Thank you so much. So right there where you're at, if you raised your hand, I just want you to just have a conversation with the Lord. I'll help you with the words. Just say, Jesus, today I'm surrendering my life to you. From this day on, you're, you're the Lord of my life. You're in charge. I am your temple. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for cleansing me. Thank you that because of this moment right now, one day I'll spend eternity with you. I'm so sorry for all the time I've spent living life my own way, but from this day on, I'm gonna pursue living your way. In Jesus' name.